I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast, live Friday edition. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction. Johnny Profita, and back with me to get this weekend kicked off properly is Justin Hill, Billy Boy Campbell. What's going on, man? Not much. It is a lovely Labor Day weekend, so I got today off. We actually closed early last night. We shut down at midnight, and then I don't have to go into work tonight. So I'm uh, as soon as we wrap up with this, I'm going to go grab my kids and head down to the farm for the weekend, do a little, do a little hunting and hang out and drink some bourbon. And... <laughs> I thought I was like getting really excited for you. I was like, Oh shit, he's got a great weekend. And then it's like, Oh yeah, you got kids. <laughs> I do have a great weekend though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hunt and drink bourbon, hang yeah, out, that's, out in the middle yeah. of the woods. That's I don't call you hillbilly boy. Nothing for nothing. <laughs> Uh, I am looking forward to this weekend. I did. I just forgot that it was uh, Labor Day until you mentioned it. But um, yeah, I haven't really gone out in a while, so I think I might, I might send it this this weekend. See if I can get something going after this. So yeah, should be good. Weather is uh, hot, humid as n- usual. Clouds about to come in over these mountains in about three hours or so. Probably give me a little sprinkle, and then we'll go from there. Sounds pretty good. All right. So I don't know where we should start with today's show because it's kind of it's kind of a uh, potpourri of uh, of things just kind of all over the place. Yeah, there's been a lot of different stuff that's going on this week. Nothing particularly important, but a lot of stuff that is at the very least interesting. Uh, you want to start with a, a really quick little clip of another Joe Bidenism, and then we can move. Oh, sure. That. Have you seen this yet? No. No. <laughs> to introduce the president of the United States, President Joe Biden. Thank you, Secretary Buttigieg. <laughs> Buttigieg. Yeah, that, that would make a real fun weekend. <laughs> Dude, it's um it really is something to watch him just fumble his way through this presidency. I can't imagine what it's going to be like to look back on this in like 
30 years or something. I, I can't imagine, you know, the, the movie Idiocracy, right? It feels like we're like neck deep in that plot right now. <laughs> like, I can't imagine getting much dumber than we are, but, you know, uh, like, I forget who said it, but nobody ever went broke <laughs> underestimating the stupidity of the American people. But looking back on the Joe Biden presidency in like 20 years, 30 years, or 100 years from now, how could he just not be even more of a laughing stock? than he is like he's going to go down in the history books as like the face of the fallen empire and then you're just going to see all these clips of him uh falling down stumbling losing his train of thought in the middle of a sentence and then yeah, slurring his words <laughs> like i i i remember i was watching some clip and they were trying to do caps like closed captioning and it was just like the biggest struggle ever for whatever the AI that was trying to decipher what the fuck he was saying. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. And he's going to run again. Well, I know His they plan about, is like, to do this for another four years. I know they talked about like he had a stutter at one time and he overcame his stutter and stuff. Like he's not stuttering though. He just goes into full on like mumble mode. Like it, it's not, I, I had an uncle that had a stutter and there's a difference between like a stutter and not being able to formulate words. Like, yeah, you know, like what he's hitting is, is it's a full on like breakdown, mental breakdown of like, there's nothing coming. He's just like, it's, it's funny because he at least like mumbles and says incoherent shit. Mitch McConnell has just been like full on shutting down. Like his whole brain just shuts off and he just stands there and stares blankly into Outer space. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re election in 2026. Oh. I'll show you. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck is going on? Re election in 2026? <laughs> yes. Re election is a strong possibility. Right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. In about two years, he'll have an answer for you. <laughs> And the thing is, they could just strap this to a to a gurney and wheel him out there, and the people of Kentucky will still vote for him again because it's better than a Democrat, at least in their opinion. Yeah, and the Democrats do the same thing Somebody with else have a uh, question. Please speak up. with Biden and Fetterman and Feinstein. It's just I I don't even know what to say. Like. The, the idea that the people that vote for these fucking maniacs in Washington, D.C., hold them in the highest regard. They revere them. It's fucking disgusting. It really is to watch them cheer them on and carry water, look up to them. You know, they're there. Uh, they want them to be like fucking role models for their kids and everything like that. And then this is who you're voting for over and over and over again. I, I, Joe Biden was a fucking idiot 40 years ago. I mean, he's he's never been impressive. He used to brag about how he didn't have any fucking investments and he was like the poorest guy in fucking car. Like, he's just a fucking imbecile. And now he's an imbecile in rapid decline with dementia and people look up to him and people look up to fucking Mitch McConnell, Turtle Man. And it's just like, what are you, can we not find any more impressive 
psychopaths to just pretend to be like pretend to care about you in Washington, D.C. This is the best we can do. To be completely fair to the people of Mitch McConnell's district in Kentucky, because that's my family and my people like that's where I'm from. They would gladly vote for literally anybody else. But the way the Kentucky GOP runs things is that'll never happen until until Mitch McConnell is literally dead. They are not going to put anybody else in that seat, which is completely ignorant, fucked up. But that's uh, having been involved in the inner workings of that for a, a period of time. Like he will he until he decides to step down, he will never have a challenger. And that's just a, and yeah, and, because, and because they will never put a challenger up, that the people of that of that region are going to vote for McConnell because they're not going to vote for a Democrat. Like fuck the Democratic Party wholesale. They will never vote for them. So it's always going to be it's going to be Mitch until until Mitch finally stops, and then it'll be whoever the next person is, which is probably not going to be much better. But yeah, it's. The whole thing is just ridiculous. I mean, the idea that we don't have term limits and that the only way we can really get term limits is if the people that would be limiting their terms vote for it. It's <laughs> just like, this is a ridiculous system. If Like, how can you not be too old to have the, this job? It's, we had talked about it on the morning show that I do. I don't, I don't think it needs to be necessarily term limits so much as it needs to be like an age cutoff. Like once you've hit yeah, age limit, 60, yeah. yeah, 65, 68, like something pre 70. Like once you've crossed 70, you're too old. Like if you're going to turn 70 during this term, then you shouldn't be eligible to run. Like there got, there has to be a cutoff somewhere. And that's like, I think that's what the, because so it was pointed out by a friend, like if you've imp- if you implement term limits, then the problem you're going to have is these people are going to be horrible. Like that's the people who pursue these sorts of offices. So if you put them on term limits, then they're going to be worse. (laughs) That yes, that increases their incentive to be bad all at once instead of like, so then you're just going to get the worst of the worst all the time. Whereas at least if they, if they know they've got, you know, if they know they've won election in a, red state or a blue state and they're and they're going to be here for 20 years at least you know like they know they've got time to spread it out and and kind of milk this thing whereas if you're giving them six six or eight years to to get all of their horrible shit out of the way they're going to cram as much of it in as possible and it's just going to be a yeah, worse maybe situation it, maybe it'll be a little more obvious the damage that they do to the country then <laughs> and they can stop this bullshit obfuscation of how detrimental they are to society. Um, the, the one thing I would be worried about is if like you get somebody who's good in the, you know, the diamond in the rough, the once in a fucking generation, one halfway decent politics, like a Ron Paul or a fucking Thomas Massey. And, the, and then they're out after like fucking six years or something. And they get replaced with like a goddamn crazy uh, psychopath. Yeah. That, that-, would, that would bother me too. And that would also be the the incentive of having an age cutoff as opposed to term limits is you do get, like, if you are good, you get to stay forever. And there needs to be more accountability on state and local levels to to present challengers to the ones who are bad. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, they once they've gotten in there, like, they've rigged the system against newcomers. Like, the incumbent wins. I forget what it is. It's, like, over 80% of the time the incumbent wins. And it's, like, they spend more time just fun. Like, the vast majority of a politician's time is spent just fundraising for their next campaign. Like, that's all they do. And... They, they have all these rules, you know, all these campaign finance rules. They all favor the incumbent. Like they have everything set up in their favor. It's like they're playing T-ball and then like the the person coming in is like trying to hit major league fucking curveballs. And it's I just they have no chance. I think we've talked about it before or maybe I've talked about it on my show. So the incumbent is always so much more likely to get reelected and like there are some some cases where they've like figured out how to rig it. Uh, like here in Indiana, sometime a number of years ago, the Secretary of State uh, died or something in office. And so they appointed a new Secretary of State with like a year left on the term. And so at the end of that year, when the election comes back up, now the person who was appointed runs for Secretary of State. And they're technically considered the incumbent because they got appointed that, you know, a year before the term expired. So now they're running as the incumbent. Well, and then they get to serve two terms. You know, it's red state. You're you're not going to you're probably not going to lose. So they get to serve their two terms. But because they started a year early and they do have term limits where they're only allowed to serve eight years at the end of the second term, they have to step down a year early and then a new one gets appointed. And now that one, because they've been the secretary yeah. of state for a year, they get to run as the incumbent and get all. And so like it, it's, it's fucked up the way they game the system, but it's also fucking brilliant. Like, Yeah. I, I mean, their entire, if your entire livelihood was dependent on perpetuating this thing, like you're going to figure out a way to do it. It, it. People look at these politicians as if they're some fucking, angels sent to us from heaven that that are incapable of wrongdoing that only have our interests in mind that you know it's just so ridiculous no these are fucking scumbag politicians like they're some of the worst people on the face of the earth and yeah they're going to figure out a way to game the system so that they can maintain uh being an important cog in the the most powerful government machine the world has ever seen of course they are. It must be an incredible lifestyle that they get to live. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> look at Nancy Pelosi's ice cream freezer. Uh, I mean, she's got she's got a more expensive freezer with more ice cream in it than w with ice cream that's worth more than what most people make in a year. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you never saw that video? I don't think so. Oh my gosh. They took like a tour of Nancy Pelosi's house and she like was showing off her, this big like stand up freezer that she keeps all of her like deluxe ice creams in. This is like a $30,000 freezer. And then it's got like all of these like high end, like specialty ice creams and shit. It, it's probably like 80 grand worth of between the freezer and the ice cream itself. She probably had like 80 grand worth of shit there. You better like, not let Joe Biden near it. <laughs> I fucking loves ice cream. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, okay, like how the fuck is, you know, I mean, we all know, 
we we all follow the uh, the the Twitter account, you know, Nancy Pelosi's stock trades, and yeah. uh, and see what she does. Like we know how this, we know why she's that rich. But it's like this is this is supposed to be a public servant, and you've got you've got a you've got a freezer with ice cream in it that is valued higher than what most of your constituents are going to make, not just in a year, but probably in two years combined. Yeah. After taxes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's fucking wild, man. It is. It's absolutely ridiculous. And she tried to get that, um, Twitter, um, account removed by the way, <laughs> she did her best. And I think Elon told her to go fuck herself eventually, but and so it they got might have gotten a short ban for, yeah, from, it got, it got like a short suspension and then, and then it got to come back. So yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Well, um, if you need any more evidence as to how desperate these pussy politicians are to maintain their stranglehold of power, you can look no further than the sentencing for a former proud boy leader. I guess like, I don't know if they have leaders or whatever members was just sentenced for his role in the January 6th riots, the, you know, the devastating insurrection this guy got 17 years and that's, that's them compromising. I think the prosecutor was going for like over 30 years or something insane 30 years because he, he removed or he knocked down one of those like metal gate things that they put up, you know, those like waist high metal gates. And I think he took, he, he got, he pushed that down or pulled it out of the way or something and then they went into the Capitol building. So he wasn't part of the group that they just opened the doors and said, come on in, let us show you. I don't room. think so. Yeah, I. they played a bunch of footage, I guess, for the jury. And so I think he was a little more animated than those people. But like once once he got inside, like he didn't, I don't think he did anything. It didn't sound like he, he, he did much. Around. It was just like, yeah, it was like we're removing the barricade. I don't think he assaulted a police officer or anything. I don't think he was like beating anybody or throwing things. I think he just like, no, nah, we're climbing over this gate or something. He didn't, and, uh, he didn't steal a lectern or, or take a shit on Nancy Pelosi's desk. No, no. As far as I know, he was just there and he's like a, a very vocal proud boy member. There's like three of them. I forget their names. If you pull up that article, it'll, I think it references, uh, references them, but they gave him 17 years in prison for this. And I'm, I'm guessing he's already been in prison for the last three years. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I mean, they've held all of them in prison this whole time. Like yeah. so much for a speedy trial. Right. So, yeah, and he voluntarily turned himself in to the FBI or something like that. And, you know, the, these are the people that, that have this naive view of government. Um, I'm sure, you know, they, they, they threw every, like, terrorist law at him in, in terms of the – like, they're sentenc sentencing him as a terrorist for his role in January 6th. Yeah. And if you uh, if you read some of the quote, like this judge just sounds like the biggest fucking piece of shit on the face of the earth. I, I, I mean, people are very surprised that he got such a harsh sentence. You know, you'll see all these people. They're talking about, 
oh well we got you know we got murderers and rapists and and pedophiles running running free in the country and this guy gets 17 years and that's a fair point uh counterpoint is that we have murderers and rapists and pedophiles running washington dc and <laughs> this guy posed however benign of a threat even if it's just it's more of a symbolic threat to democracy and when you hear them say democracy just think of you know the empire he poses whatever benign threat whatever threat how benign to the empire uh they're going to make an example of him Mur people who go around and murder their fe fellow citizens and rape their fe fellow citizens even the black lives matter protests why are all those people walking around free they even had people in the government bailing them out after they'd burned down police buildings and attacked, you know, ruined half the cities across the country, assaulted people, robbed a bunch of stores. Why are they walking around free? Well, because they were doing that to you and me. A federal judge has awarded uh, BLM in Denver $4.7 million for wrongfully incarcerating the rioters and protesters in uh in wrongful incarcerate yeah, yeah wonderful yeah see they're not a threat to the government they're a threat to you and me and the business that you spent your entire life building sure but nancy pelosi doesn't give a shit about that they don't give a rip about that right if you even symbolically pose a threat to their power they will rain hell down upon you mercilessly they're going to make an example out of you to deter other people from rebelling because well, they know that there are their biggest fear is the mob banging on their door there are more of us than there are of them and their entire uh power structure is dependent on our obedience and if they have to beat us into obedience by throwing this guy in a fucking cage for 17 years then that's what they're gonna do uh, they'll let and you, you can beat the shit out of your fellow man. Sure. As long as he's not involved in government, you're not posing a threat. And even the Black Lives Matter movement, they can use to their advantage to further their fucking agenda and their narrative. So they love that. That's why they're bail actively bailing them out and funding them. Um, but if, if, if it wasn't, you know, uh, lining up perfectly with their objectives, then they would just let it go. They might not actively, enthusiastically back it and take a knee and wear a bunch of fucking African outfits or whatever in the halls of Congress and have a moment of silence. All this fucking retarded shit that they do, it's unbelievable. But they will let all that go as long as it's just uh, you know their constituents that are at risk, the people that they're supposed to be publicly serving. But man, if you if you walk into the wrong building. And uh, you are a symbolic threat to their reign of terror. Look out, man. You should not be surprised that he got 17 years. You just shouldn't. I mean, that, and the sad thing is, like, <laughs> we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, this, is, this guy was probably one of the biggest proponents of the, uh, the Patriot Act when it, when it was first introduced. And now they're using, as predicted by all fucking good libertarians, that stood against the Patriot Act 20 fucking years ago, uh, that this was going to be turned around and used on you. It's like, well, here you go. There you go, Patriot. You're such a fucking Patriot. You're a proud boy. And now look at 
Look at the fucking monster you created. You gave them all this power to define anybody they want as a terrorist and throw them in a hole for the rest of their lives if they want to. Uh, they have control over the judicial system. They have complete control out over everything. There's no way this guy could possibly get a fair trial. The judge's uh, livelihood is dependent on making an example of these guys. It's the, the whole thing is stacked against them, and they voted for it. And well, now, 20 years later, you're the terrorist. This was a Trump appointee, had the, nonetheless. Like, yeah, but, you know, it's it's the fucking swamp, dude. It's, you know, you have to look at it as, like, they're, it's it's a different being, you know? It's like they're, through their mind, they're, like, two completely separate worlds. And if they come and threaten our fucking Washington, D.C. establishment, our elections, do you, can you pull up some of the quotes from that judge? They're it just infuriating. Yeah, let me pull it back up. I had some of it up. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to read it, but he talks about, yeah, if you have a problem with the election, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's see. He understood that the outnumbered forces attempting to hold the Capitol would be powerless due to his side's overwhelming numbers. Like, like these guys really had some sort of a fucking plan. Uh, yeah, they said that his conduct warrants a sentence of 33 years of incarceration. They only gave him 17. So I guess yeah, we, he should be thankful. Yeah, he should consider himself or he should be grateful that they were so lenient and only gave him half of what they thought he should. Uh, beginning in the days after the election, Biggs declared that the country could face civil war because the left was radicalizing people by stealing the election. Uh, he told his followers it was time for war. If they steal this, uh, they they really played up the that this guy was some sort of a like a really vocal leader of the Proud Boys and the, like yeah this. and I I mean I, admittedly I know nothing about this guy until I saw that this article came out and yeah they're painting him as some violent revolutionary and I, I mean I don't know like yes there's all this rhetoric that gets thrown around when you're trying to rally people up and. But if you just look at what he did, I mean, 17 years is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, this is like vandalism and trespassing. It's like, all right, you get like, what, six months or something like that? He's already served years, and they're tacking on 17 more. Uh, yeah, uh, stuff I want to – yeah, can you – the stuff that the judge says, it was just really bothering me. Uh, he said He said he was part of a mob that brought an entire government branch to heal – I'm not seeing quotes from the judge in this article. I might have a different article than you got. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, I think you might actually. Oh, yeah, because I think I sent you two different ones. Did I put this one in the chat? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he basically said, like, if you have a beef with the the way the elections were being run, you can, like, write your congressman and, like, yeah, there are different that channels always, you can go through. That has always accomplished like, so much, writing your fucking yeah. congressman. Yeah, get fucked, dude get fucked and this what what also bothered me was like this joe biggs guy like throwing himself at the mercy of the court he's like please you know like i have a daughter and i want to pick her up from school and i realized what i did i was like dude don't even fucking give them the satisfaction don't even fucking like begging them and like admitting that like, yes i know what i did was wrong but i like dude they're not gonna fucking change their mind on this the sentencing has come down be like, uh, you know, I'm a fucking political prisoner. 
and, and tell go the out to truth. Yeah, go out defiant to the end. Don't don't yeah. cave to that. Which, like you said, he this guy was probably one of the first ones that thought that the Patriot Act was a Patriot Act was a great idea, and he's probably got a back the blue sticker on his on the back windshield of his truck. Like, you know, it like he's a lot of these proud boy types are those types. Yeah. They are. And it's not, sad. Yeah. I mean, they've been propagandized the same way that we make fun of all these other like Americans for being propaganda, not make fun of, but like identify. I or something. Yeah. Sometimes I make fun of them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why I started the podcast, but, <laughs> but you know, it, it's sad that these people have been propagandized to the point where they thought like doing this. I think one of his quotes was like, you know, somebody's like, Hey, we got into the Capitol. What do you think about that? And he's like, Oh, this is awesome or something. And it's just like, dude, even at that point, they didn't realize the the severity of this moment. And it's just like, and because it wasn't, if you just look at what's happening, it's like, Oh, this is not that big of a deal. And it shouldn't have been that big of a deal. But if you take a step back and you look at it from the empire's perspective, it's like, Oh, yeah, no, this is like a little too close to what could actually be a big deal. So we better treat it as like the worst thing ever and make an example out of these people. And they, they you know, these are also the guys that like when they get pulled over by the cops, they're like, oh, like I know my rights and you can't do this to me and you can't do that. And then the cop just like fucking pulls them out of the car, tases them, handcuffs them and throws them in a fucking cell. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, dude, that piece of paper doesn't mean shit. <laughs> the, yes, they swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. How many of them have kept that oath? How Is many of zero? them? How many of them know your rights? How many of them actually know the law? Like you can know right. the you can know your rights and the law inside and out, forwards and backwards, all day long. That will not stop them from dragging your ass out of your truck, throwing you in the back of a police car, and putting you in jail for the, for the weekend, or from tasing your ass, or very possibly even shooting your ass. Like just because you know your rights, they don't. And not only do they not, they don't fucking care. Like that's right. why the that's why the courts exist. They, they don't have to deal with you after they're done with you. Like that's why that's why the courts are there. Then you have to deal with the courts and pay thousands of dollars to a lawyer and defend those rights that you know so much about. They'll never they'll never see any of it. And the worst case scenario, it comes out of the pension fund or something like more. Basically, your tax dollars are going to pay for their defense. So like it's right. a, yeah fuck. yeah they're not on the hook for anything and. I, the big takeaway from this needs to be, and there's like some more, I don't know if those other guys got sentenced yet. I know they were supposed to. And I think one of them got pushed back till after this one. So I got fucked. I say, one of the other main guys also got sentenced with. It was like 15 with, years or something. Yeah. Uh, so there's, this one, the bigs got 17. The other guy got 15. And then the other ones have, there are still some other proud boys that uh, theirs are going to happen sometime in the next like month or so. Yeah. And like, you have to realize that these are not public servants. These are your rulers. There are people that rule and there are those that are ruled. And all you have to do is look at this example. They are not public servants. They don't care about you. The police don't work for you. <laughs> like, go ahead and try that out when you get pulled over. Don't, don't forget you work for me, officer. No. No, that's the bullshit propaganda they've been telling you in government school since you were five years old. Uh, the reality of the situation is exactly what's happening now. 
And they're, I mean, they're doing the same thing to Donald Trump. And I remember pointing this out when they first went after him with all this, uh, the Russia collusion stuff. It's like, dude, this is, this is the president elect billionaire. Like if they can do this to him, imagine what they can do to you, a nobody. Uh, you know, and they're the reason they're going after Donald Trump is the exact same thing. Like, does he really pose a threat to the establishment? It's like, oh, he was in there for four years. He didn't really do anything. It's more symbolic. It's, uh, you know, yes, he is an outsider who comes in there and says like a lot of things you're not supposed to say, but he didn't really govern that differently. He spent a bunch of money. He didn't start any new wars. He did bomb some people. It's like, yeah, but what did he represent? He represented this symbolic threat to the system. And so they come after him with, you know, what, what they're charging him for is like on the level of January 6th in terms of severity of crimes that we can come after you for. It's even less than that. Like they have to come up with all these um, new interpretations of the law to try to apply it to him. Well, because and everything they've not. tried to, everything they've tried to charge him for, in term or in relation to January 6th has come up empty because right. you, because you literally have all of his speeches and his tweets. Uh, they, you know, they were looking for these like missing so many hours of phone logs and whatever. None of that was actually missing. They had, they had all of it. They just pretended that it was missing to, to play up the, to play up the narrative. Like they've got all that stuff and all of it shows that he did nothing. So, and like, yeah, he's so not being to... charged with treason or anything like that, is he? He's not being charged with insurrection. No. Nope. Well, and there's these moron. Yeah, there are these moron uh, constitutional expert or constitutional law experts that say he should be disqualified from running in the 2024 election because of the Fourth Fourteenth Amendment. Like, um, how? How do you like? Where are you getting this? Like, yes, any anybody can just pull something out of their ass and say, oh, because of the whatever amendments so and so shouldn't be allowed to do this it's like that doesn't that doesn't I'm mean sure, you're right it's I'm sure like Rachel it, it's said it or something on her it's show it's complete <laughs> bullshit there's there's absolutely no no founding to it like um if you had participated in an insurrection except that he didn't participate in anything and has already been cleared of all of that in court on more than one occasion so like how are you trying to say he's disqualified based on based on that when you have to actually have a conviction. Like that was that was the thing that we talked about with the the Republican debate. Like, if Donald Trump is convicted, would you support him as the candidate? Well, it doesn't matter. He's not been convicted of anything, and he's not going to be convicted of anything because everything that they keep throwing out is complete horseshit, and there's no there's no backing to any of it. So, like, why are we even talking about this fucking retarded hypothetical question that's never going to happen? Yeah, it's like they just want to they want to disqualify him based on the fact that charges have been brought. And that's kind of where the American judicial system is that used to be the envy of the world and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, now you're guilty until proven innocent. It's ah, man, it's it's fucking scary to, to be perfectly honest. I, I can't imagine um, a more fucked up system than what we have. It's just terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And I, I think it's broken beyond repair. I really do. I don't see a way of reconciling this. And it was sort of baked into the cake. I mean, yeah, we, we had some nice ideas when we started this country, but 
man, was this a failed experiment? I think the more of these like kangaroo court, uh, like banana republic type of things that we see happen with our judicial system and the way our government is operating going forward, the more people are going to start to wake up and pay attention and realize, oh God, the whole thing is a fucking farce. Like none of this is real. It's all, it's all made up and the points don't matter. Like they're just, they're just doing whatever the fuck they want and saying that it's saying that they're allowed to, but in reality, like there's, there's no foundation for any of this. Like eventually I, 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 I hope so. Maybe I'm naive, but I, I think that eventually, eventually, you know, it's how the bell curve works. You got the people on the far end that are just too fucking stupid to ever see it. And then you got the people on the other end that are smart enough that they've always seen it. But then you got the ones in the middle that, eventually it's there's going to be varying levels of breaking point that they're going to start to say, holy fuck, why weren't we paying attention to this? I, yeah. I've had conversations with people who are like non-political that they'll ask me if I've heard and seen about some of the different things that have been going on over the last year or so. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Where have you been for the last decade? And yeah, I mean, everybody has, I like to think everybody has like a, a red pill moment, like threshold where it's like, all right, now I've been fucking red pilled on this, but it's like, man, uh, so many of these people just refuse to leave the matrix. And it really is just like the best fucking, what a great metaphor, you know, what a great example of what, what this is because they, you know, in the matrix, when, uh, Morpheus is telling Neo, he's like, listen, like anybody, in the matrix can become your enemy at any, at any time. Like the fucking, what do they call them? The, the agents. uh, the agents. Yeah. can just take over anybody. And it's like, dude, the, the government can weaponize these people against you at any, at any moment. I mean, look what they did with the COVID thing. You know, they all just became agents of the state yelling at you about your mask, ratting you out for having your business open doing the government's work for them like these are fucking potential agents in the matrix and yeah it there's their thresholds for being red pilled are astronomically high it's crazy i mean how could you live through the last three years and not just be like this is complete bullshit and then they bring these charges against donald trump three years after the fact and when's the trial trial date set for Oops, the day before super tuesday the biggest campaigning day on the face of the fucking earth and that's that's just a coincidence but you you'll see people on twitter being like oh this isn't election interference this is just you know, if anything he was interfering in the election and blah 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 it's just like oh my god God, dude, how do you not see it at this point? At this point, they waited three fucking years until right before the election to bring all these charges. And then when the charges come, it's right before he's supposed to be campaigning on the biggest primary day in the election. Just, yeah, it's coincidence. Just coincidence. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing to see here. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
like they weren't they weren't planning to indict him the day after everything about hunter and burisma and china dropped (laughs) it just just so happened that the that they decided to drop those indictments the day after all of this stuff about the biden crime family was released right yeah it's just like every the day after within uh like 36 hours of something happening to hunter biden something happens to donald trump like never fails uh, I did see, I don't know what's been going on with those emails. They got a bunch of emails uh, between uh, Hunter's firm. Hunter has a firm? Two firm. firms. Oh, no, okay. no, a firm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. What do you think uh, Hunter Biden Incorporated is doing? <laughs> it's just like, what do we do? We uh, smoke crack and bang hookers. They're really good at it. How do you get a but there's a there? bunch of emails between him and and Joe Biden, and Joe Biden's been using all these um, code words and and pet names and things like that. I haven't really looked into the the story at all. I don't know if you've been following that. I'm kind of waiting to see. So they were they were letting the charges roll over that they had originally brought the stuff that got the the whole uh, plea deal and then the judge uh, declined the deal and all of that stuff. They, there were, I think the gun charge in that was getting ready to go past statute of limitations. So they were the last time I really checked at or looked at it, they were letting it roll, letting the case roll over past the gun charge dropping off. Uh, due to statute of limitation. So once that dropped off, then they were going to pick it back up with the with the tax evasion plus the all the illegal business dealings and a lot of the other stuff. So they're going to they're going to bring it back right. around and tie a lot of that stuff together, but the the gun charge was minor anyway. Like it was I think it ultimately would have been a misdemeanor charge even if they had, even if it had stuck. So gun violence is such a big problem in this country, though. I say we give them 33 years. I I mean, think of the children. All these people with illegal gun. I mean, this is the biggest threat. How many, how many children died? More children died of gunshot violence, gun violence in 2021 than ever before. It was like 4,000 kids. It's a leading, uh, leading death among children in 2021 was gun violence. We cannot let this stand. Get lock him up and throw away. He's gonna get thirty years, right? At least fifteen. Very well should, except that they're they're letting it go past yeah. the statute of limitations. Yeah. But yeah, they're so they let that drop off so that they can bring everything else back around and redo it with like the whole the whole shebang on the actual stuff that's got meat to it. So uh, I've been I've kind of checked out and I'm waiting for I'm waiting for them to finish putting together the the case and bring it and bring it back. So it's yeah, it, that'll, and that'll probably be another month before any right. of that it's actually fucking exhausting, dude. And I know they do this shit on purpose. They slow drip this. So you lose interest in it. And then it's like, this comes out and you're like, okay. And then the next fucking shoe drops and they just fucking slow play this thing until everyone's like kind of sick of hearing about it. And it's like, all right, yeah, next. And then, yeah, in between there's like 50 other fucking major stories that take place to, to divert your attention. Right. Anyway, uh, what else we got? We got some uh, stuff on the economy. I thought we could maybe go over. You want briefly? Uh, 
You want Biden canceling a bunch of student loans or uh, canceling oh, yeah, a bunch of loans or, yeah. or the jobs reports? Uh, the, well, the job report, I just wanted to point out that I called this like three days ago, <laughs> that they were going to fucking revise down July. <laughs> Uh, I wish you could bet on that. I wish there was like some fucking predicted market because I would just be retired on a yacht somewhere that this jobs number is going to get revised lower. But it was like what the biggest downward revision, I think, or something since the, the Great Recession. It was big. Um, <laughs> 670,000 full-time jobs lost in two months versus a 1 million part-time surge. So... Um, yeah, the biggest uh, unadjusted August payrolls since the Great Recession. The uh, we we've been talking about this probably for like almost a year now. I think is this transition between full time jobs and part time jobs. And again, part of the the problem with a lot of these the way they do these statistics is it does not capture that. Like a job, a, a new job created is a job created as far as they're concerned. It doesn't matter if you lose your really well-paying full-time job and then you get two part-time jobs as far as the government's concerned we created one more job <laughs> even though you're making less money and working two jobs now um yeah and then the do they have the july revision down there <laughs> uh, payrolls are, have been really taking a dip on the revisions yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll never guess which direction the July payrolls number was revised. <laughs> yeah. Down from 187 to 157 every single month. It never fails. So I just want, I wanted to point, I mean, this economy is just all fucking smoke and mirrors. And even, even looking towards like job numbers is sort of a lagging indicator. We've, we've talked about that before on this show. It's not like, a forward projection. That's why they try to use that jolts number. Like, Oh, look at all these job openings we have. Um, people aren't going to get fired until companies start really having bad quarters and they, they take a lot of losses. They need to lay people off. So looking backwards, isn't going to really help out with that sort of prediction. Well, this could be the most damning thing of all of it is, is so these, for those who are watching this, the charts here, they showed the revision and then they show the re-revision where they come back later after they like they they make the revision when they have a, a more firm like they make the they give the jobs report, which is based on hopes and dreams. And then they come back and revise it when they get hard numbers. And then once they've had a better chance to analyze the actual numbers, they come back and do a re-revision. So you've got every single month uh, the revision. Ex well, let's see. You ultimately every month you end up it gets revised down at some point. You've got two months where it actually got revised up. And then after they came back and looked at it and got to really break down the numbers, it goes way down. <laughs> yeah. It goes like, yeah, I can see it even at this distance. It's like, uh, it was that February and uh, April. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, their first revision was like, yeah, higher. Oh. And then their re-revision was not only lower than their first revision, but far lower than the initial jobs report like they're off by a factor of like four on these things good grief man like if we were in a if we were in like a predictive modeling business and we it was our job to like figure out how things are doing and we missed by this much every single fucking month 
we'd have been fired within a couple months. Like, there's no way we get to keep doing this for. Like, it's impossible, dude. It's just as hard to be wrong every time as it is to be right every time. <laughs> Like, at least it should be, you know, like if you were like flipping over, like if you were drawing cards and I was like, I can tell you every card that you're going to pick out, like if it's a, a, a hearts or a spades or something, I can tell you that. And, you know, just randomly, I would get some right if I was just guessing the entire time. But if I got every single one of those wrong, it would be as if like just as hard for me to get every single one right. Yeah, it's but, like, you know, if you're sitting there flipping a quarter and you're calling heads or tails, like you're going to accidentally get one right now and then. Like <laughs> it's just the the statistical odds are you're going to yeah. you're going to fuck up and get one right at some point. Like that yeah. there was there was somebody that um there's like an an article that's been written on this guy that like perpetually loses and he keeps he keeps failing and losing, but every time he does, he ends up like landing a better job because like it, it's like that's how our government operates. It's like they yeah, keep oh, the guy it's, a per, it's a perpetual cycle of just fucking up and failing. And then every time they fuck up and fail, then they get more money so that they can keep fucking up and failing more. It's like, yeah. It's, well, it's like it just goes to show you that they know what the numbers are and they are completely bullshitting them. You you know what I mean? Like they're 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 throwing in those revisions up as just like a thing to mix it up a little bit. Uh, they know how bad the numbers are, and they are massaging them to make them look good. Otherwise, some of these revisions would have to eventually just be up a little bit, or maybe even just stay the same. But no, no, all drastically lowered. And there's a lot of there's a lot of economic uh, problems coming down the pike that are going to make this prop like exacerbate all of these all of these. Uh, measurements of the economy and make things a lot worse um we have the student loan stuff we can uh if you want to pull that up this is this is semi unrelated i guess there was um an online school that defrauded its students um I, i'd love to know how they were defrauded i didn't have time to dig into that um because a lot of these schools are defrauding the students I, I just couldn't believe it. So I was doing the, I tried to do like the quick math on this. It's $72 million for 2,300 students. And it's all one school. So uh, Ashford University online in San Diego. That's like, like how much are these fucking kids paying for an online school? That's like 30 grand a fucking person or something. It's something crazy like that. Yeah. And how, how do they get defrauded exactly is what I'm trying to. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, my guess is like they uh, were promised the fucking degree that was worth something and they got uh, a worthless piece ah, of paper. There it is. The, the the school was promising students that they would be able to work as teachers, nurses, social workers, drug and alcohol counselors, although the school never obtained the necessary state approvals or accreditations to actually allow oh, these students yeah. to enter the so so they were legitimately pay, paying for a worthless piece of paper because the school never got the accreditation that it was supposed oh, to that's have. hilarious why wouldn't you just get your accreditation how hard can that be <laughs> wow yeah i mean so yeah the it, the headline makes it look like oh joe biden's canceling student debt no 
no uh these people won like a fucking class action lawsuit against the school or something like that and they have to pay the 72 million or they don't have to pay back any of their loans i guess i don't know if they're awarded any money for that a little over thirty-one thousand dollars per student yeah and so that's uh that's not money they're getting that's just like they don't have to pay whatever they owe back right yeah basically um, yeah so the the reason I wanted to bring this up is because the the whole Joe Biden's going to cancel student loan debt was a big rallying cry among Democratic voters uh, who tend to be younger and in a lot of college debt because they've followed this prescription for success from the government. And it's just it's turned out to be a disastrous deal for um my generation and the ones I don't know what who's below me now is it X and Z or or wait yeah I don't remember what's after millennial Z I think yeah why so, I'm not sure yeah they when uh, when COVID hit in 2020 they put a, a they pressed pause on on the student loan debt payments which is a huge you know portion of these these kids monthly their monthly obligations right and when they did that it's not like all of these students were taking you know it's like okay i gotta pay 500 bucks a month to this you know this student loan i'm gonna put that aside and save it for when inevitably i'm going to have to pay off these loans like no no they started spending that money immediately and depending on joe biden to wipe out the debt before they had to start paying it again and then you look at all these government these government statistics that are based on spending and they're like look the economy's doing great look spending is up people are buying things and it's like dude these people are spending money that would otherwise be going towards their student loans and they're buying fucking i don't know food drinks playstations who the fuck knows what they're what they're spending it on but they weren't saving it and now i think we, we is it yeah in uh next month so today oh no the boss okay it's, it's today today, today. Yeah, i wasn't sure if it was uh yeah september 1st or, or october 1st so now the interest is uh the juice is running again <laughs> like you're going to have to fucking start paying these things next month and they're starting to accrue interest now it's going to be a disaster this is over a trillion dollars it's it might even be 1.5 trillion i i can't remember i haven't looked at the national debt clock in a while let me pull that up but it's like dude they don't have this money they have nothing saved and this is going to be such a drag on the economy that i don't know what's going to happen i mean it's going to be an absolute disaster the 1.5 trillion they don't have the money it's uh mm, mm, mm. yeah many borrowers will face payment shock as they have to budget for this substantial new expense okay number one it's not a new expense <laughs> like you took on the debt you knew you were going to have to pay it back it's not a new expense it, this didn't just like magically appear out of nowhere you've had it for a number of years you just haven't had to you haven't had to do anything with it so you chose not to even though just because you didn't have to pay on it, you still could have been paying on it this entire time. Yeah. But, but or you could have, yeah, you could have taken the money and done something with it to increase your earning potential three years. Like you had three years 
of these payments. You could have saved it, invested it in something, maybe started something that could potentially produce a couple hundred bucks a month for you every month. It's $1.8 trillion is the student loan debt. That is fucking insane. It's $41,000 per student. Uh, yeah. And these people, I mean, the vast majority of these people, uh, they can't find jobs. They have worthless degrees and the economy is on the brink of collapse. So I don't, I don't see how this, like, this is going to be a massive headwind for our economic recovery and by dynamics. Uh, inflation is twice what they were planning on probably four times. If you actually calculate it relatively accurately, um, interest rates, you know, they're going to have to go up. I, I know the markets are kind of predicting them to go back to zero in the next six months, maybe. But if that happens, like more inflate, like inflation is just going to destroy everybody's earning potential. And then if if for some by some miracle, Joe Biden is able to forgive this one point eight trillion dollars, what happens to that? That's just another just pump that into the fucking economy then. Yeah, because in theory, this money would be coming out of the economy. And instead, it's it's not. So, inf- like, it's just more inflation. The only cho- the only uh, the only choices they really have at this point, because they've continued to kick this can down the road for twenty fucking years or or longer, is either pump inflation to the point that our economy implodes or push full-on recession into depression and make our economy implode yeah i mean this is this whole thing is a disaster we're almost at 33 trillion in national debt or 32.8 this is there's it's so out of control now it's so out of control and i know um some people are saying that we should tap into the the school's endowments to pay uh, for all this student loan debt, I don't think there's 1.8 trillion in those endowments. I doubt it. We, and, and by the way, that's like kind of a fucking. I don't want to give the government that kind of fucking power to say like, "Hey, we're just going to fucking take this money from you." Um, there should be some responsibility on the on the part of these schools. Maybe you know the ones that, uh, like the when they like took on the government guaranteed loans, you could tap into that somehow, but. Again, it's not a solution. The the solution to this problem ultimately, even if you do wipe out all this this debt, you cannot have the government providing loans to people. You just can't do it. And or guaranteeing the loans. Like there should be no more fucking loans for education. How about that? And then watch what happens to these fucking prices. Because there's no way these schools are just going to close their doors if nobody can afford to go there without borrowing $50,000. And so maybe they'll stop growing their fucking internal bureaucracy. The administration, the the heads of these schools are making like $2 million a year. It's fucking ridiculous. And and these kids, I, I feel bad for these kids. They got propagandized and they got fucking ripped off and they fell into a fucking scam. But you don't you don't fix that by perpetuating the scam, letting everybody in on the scam off the hook, 
and punishing the people that were either smart enough to get out of the scam, didn't get into the scam, or were successful enough to pay off their loans before things got too bad. Figure out how to game the system and go to school on a women's basketball scholarship. Yeah. Well, dude, even just the way we do college now is so ridiculous. It's so antiquated. We all have to go and sit in this fucking room. Like, there should just be schools online where, like, any, like, you get professed, like, the best professors from all the schools teach online and you pay like a monthly fucking subscription fee for that or something. I bet like the teachers would prefer bucks. that too. Then they don't have to deal with the dickhead students in class. Right. And it's just like, dude, and it doesn't cost you any more to educate, you know, 50,000 kids than it does a thousand. Like the cost of education should be going way, way, way down. And it's just exponentially high it's like 10 times the fucking price of a fucking inflation it's crazy these are not market forces the government has completely fucked up this market the way they are fucking up everything else and there has been no innovation in this whatsoever and it like there's just there's so many ways to fix this and the, the degrees are so worthless you can learn more just by buying a course online from somebody who's already doing what you want to do and some of these courses cost like, you know, $300 or something like that. I mean, I, I remember like my fucking textbook would be like $150 or something. And this was like 20 years ago. You know, I'm like, this is crazy. You could, instead of just buying that fucking book for an astronomical price and then going sitting in like some lecture hall and listening to some guy drone on and on. Uh, who's never accomplished anything really go in, like go into the fucking field. Like who's, who's making fucking millions of dollars doing what I'm doing. I want to learn directly from him. I was going to say like the, and then the professor doesn't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Anyway, like I had spent, I took some time off school and worked in the ag industry, specifically in grain, dealing with markets and stuff like that on a day-to-day basis. And I go back to school and I'm taking a marketing class and the professor is explaining all this stuff. I was like, that's not actually the way that works. Like I've, right. that's like in the industry, that's not the way any of that works. And he's like, no, no, that's you're wrong. That's I'm like, I, I literally spent a year doing this every yeah. single fucking well, day. Like you are, no, I am not wrong. <laughs> I'm sure, but they'll catch up in like three or four years. Like they're just behind what the industry standard is because they're a fucking big bumbling bureaucracy that's not involved in the day-to-day free market. So it's like, yes, they're like, even by the time you learn all your shit, once you get that degree, it's antiquated. Like the world is changing a lot faster than anything you're fucking learning in that. I mean, just look at how many genders we have now. I bet you by the time you get your gender studies degree, there's 10 more genders that you didn't even know existed. (laughs) It's like, dude, even if they're teaching you the correct thing, by the time you're done, it's fucking irrelevant. It's been rendered fucking worthless in the marketplace because the market has changed. So go on, like find somebody in the field that's doing what you want to do and pay them directly. I guarantee you it'll be cheaper than a fucking one course in college. And way more beneficial to you. Yeah, way more beneficial. You'll actually learn something and it's not going to take you four fucking years. You know, it'll be like six months or something. They'll put you through a fucking great course and then you can buy more and you can learn from it like somebody else in the industry and you will be far more successful and you won't have to go into debt. 
This is a horrible system that they've set up. And of course, it just benefits them and their constituents and their fucking voting block and keeps them in power. And it keeps you in a fucking desperate position dependent on them. You're now dependent on Joe Biden figuring out a way to cancel the debt that they saddled you with. They loaned you this money. <laughs> and you have to pay it back to them. And it's not even their fucking money. It's not their money. It's ours. It's yours that you're going to have to. It's the whole thing is fucking ridiculous, man. God damn it. You want to wind up on a uh, on a slightly lighter and and more positive note. Uh, yeah. And talked about talked about the things that people are learning in school quite a bit here over the last uh, 30, 45 minutes. This young man is uh, giving them an education at the school. <laughs> so this kid got, uh, they tried to kick him. Oh, well, I guess they did kick him out of class for having a Gadsden flag, um, like uh, uh, patch, I think. Patch, right? like yeah, backpack. on his backpack because it was because it's racist. So they they kicked him out and then they then they had to let him back and with his with his Gadsden flag because it's not actually racist. It it is hilarious. Like so I'm pretty sure all of our listeners would know what the Gadsden flag is, but it's it's the don't tread on me, right? Like it's the snake don't tread on me. It's uh originated in the revolutionary war. You know, the the war that was basically what the country was founded on. There you go. There's the Gadsden flag. And you're not allowed to wear that in America because it's racist. And I guess, the, I, I, I don't know, are they associating it with the Confederate flag? So what what's, has, the, what's the retarded justification for this being racist? So... It's not what has happened over the last couple years is anytime you see these Patriot Front or like the like the fake Nazis, uh, the ones that like they pull their Nazi flag out and it's still got the creases in it from where they just pulled it straight out of the bag. <laughs> like those guys, whenever you see them turn up and like protest stuff or whatever, there are usually three flags that they're carrying. They're carrying the Nazi flag. They're carrying the Confederate flag and they're carrying the Gadsden flag. That's okay. so that's where this comes from, that it's racist is because anytime you have these obvious fed ops running where they're out there protesting and, and making a scene and acting like some alt-right white supremacist group, those are the three flags that they're always carrying. Okay. So yeah, it's been co-op like co-mingled with these other things. We should just start flying all of these uh pride flags <laughs> at these same events. Throw up some fucking pride and make that a racist thing that you can no longer uh promote. We can't have Pride Month anymore because it's racist and we can't have like this ass full of LGBTQ stuff because hey, I saw that flag. I saw that flag at a Patriot Front meeting. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we should start running our own psyops and like carry carry a uh, rainbow flag 
with a rainbow with an inverted rainbow swastika in the middle of it and then just be out there like we're here we're queer get your black ass out of here like just go be racist and stuff and yeah, paint and paint and paint Very catchy yeah <laughs> i'm good at this stuff paint the uh paint the lgbtq community is like a bunch of uh racist psychopaths like we should run our own fed ops and dude it does you know flip the script somehow i <laughs> they're already like blatantly like not the not the lgb part but the rest of that fucking weird movement that they just lumped everything in together for some reason uh even though like some of it has nothing to do with the other part um they're yeah, clearly like, like doing weird shit it. with kids minor attracted people and that doesn't seem to put a dent in this movement so i'm not sure if uh if being a pedophile doesn't fucking hurt this movement i don't know if being a racist will but maybe racism is at the top of the list pedophilia is somewhere like towards the yeah. bottom that's why that's why nobody from the epstein client list has uh been revealed much less seen justice so so what happened with this kid he got he got kicked out of class and then did you you had that video of him uh, he, had had, they, he had had a meeting with the teacher or something and his parents and they let him back in with with the flag and still on his backpack he was originally um he was running for like class vice president or something. And then after this whole incident, he's bumped it up. He's going for gold. Now he's going to, he's running for class president, baby. He's going <laughs> to like, Oh my God. Those fucking, those elections. Dude, that shit's fucking pure propaganda too, man. They're training you to be a goddamn pussy politician in fucking fourth grade. Absolutely ridiculous. And you're promising a bunch of shit that you can never deliver. Yeah, we're going to get an extra hour of recess. <laughs> See, I was the Your most honest. Time. I was the most honest politician ever. When they asked me why I was running, I said, "I'm just running so the other guy doesn't win. I don't give a shit. Like you vote for me or not. Yeah, I'm just, that I'm just running so he he so he doesn't get elected. And I ended up being class president so based on pure honesty. Just because yeah, I don't what like Justin's him. not telling you is that there were six kids in this class. Fucking hillbilly. <laughs> Fifty. <laughs> Uh, we, we, got, uh, we got one more thing speaking of uh the lgbt 2s lgbtqia plus community oh, one more thing that we should we should bring up because I'm, I'm sure you've heard these advertisements if you listen to some podcasts not this one they've never contacted me to advertise for them but indeed indeed.com Outwokes corporate America with $10,000 relocation checks for trans employees. This, I mean, I would pretend to be trans. I and I wouldn't even relocate. I'd just take the 10 G's. But this is, it's not just employees. It's transgender employees or those with transgender children. And how, like, dude, first of all, what is the definition of any of this? Like you have a fucking five-year-old. It's like, yeah, my kid's trans. And then they give you 10 grand. And then like a week later, he'd be like, yeah, he changed his mind. <laughs> this is, so they're paying, they're giving you 10 grand to relocate, to work for them. If he changes his mind and then six months later, he changes his mind again. Can I get another 10 grand? Like how, Ooh. how, how far can I carry this yeah. out? Well, you got to re, I guess you got to relocate each time. This is, oh God. And they're just so fucking proud of their, corporate equality index score 
God, this shit is so Orwellian. Uh, it it was the uh, the number one score or something. Was it say there? <laughs> it had the wokest corporate policies in 2018. It's 2018 CEI score. Um, you received a perfect yeah. score of 100%. 100%. Yeah, and I, I'm sure they're doing all kinds of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion training over there. But wh what is this like? Why do trans people need 10K to relocate? Because uh, states that they live in are banning children from being able to get their genitals mutilated because that, see, this is the thing is they talk about this, like that they're banning life-saving care, blah, 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 all this bullshit. They're not. If you are an adult and you want to do this, you are perfectly legally permitted to do whatever the fuck you want to your junk. Sew it up, cut it off, whatever. You just can't do it to kids. That's all any of this legislation has said is that you just can't do it to minors. And the left is like, I mean, if you didn't think that the whole game, the whole goal is to go after your kids, just look at the way they've responded to this because every single piece of legislation that exists out there that is anti LGBTQ because it doesn't permit this life saving transition uh, treatment. It's only for minors. That's it. If you are a consenting adult and you want to do whatever the fuck you want to do to your mangled, soon-to-be corpse, you are perfectly within your legal rights to do that. You just can't do it to a kid. And they get all bent out of shape because you're not allowed to do it to kids. Like they've, they have tipped their hand to yeah. the nth degree. Yeah. And then you have to ask yourself, why are they so hell-bent? Why are they so committed to doing this kids? shit to kids? I mean, everybody knows that kids are influential, like are like easily influenced. Like that's the whole point of raising your kid, right? Like they're they're a fucking they're just like a lump of putty. They're a blank slate. You get to mold them into the person you want them to be, and they are trying like crazy to mold other people's kids in the image that they want. Now, why do they want that? It's uh oh god, and it's it's just so disgusting, man. I, I can't imagine raising a kid these days. The the trick is because I know we do have some parents who have very young children that haven't reached the age of starting to question this shit yet. The trick is to raise them to be as radical as possible. All of the things that they call you, teach those kids that those things are actually okay to be. You should 100% be a racist, bigoted, anti-Semite. Give them all of the tools that they need to address the propaganda and just send them out ready to fucking fight. And it's highly amusing and also very gratifying. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, a lot of these parents, I don't know if they have the time to counteract all the fucking things that are being done to these kids at school on TV, on the internet, you know, it's like, who knows what they're, what they're really being exposed to. I mean, we got a glimpse of it during COVID when you got to kind of sit in on some of their online classes, 
and that caused a lot of people to fucking homeschool you kind of hit on something that i think is at the root of the problem you said you don't don't know if these parents have the time to do that like i I had some dude that um was talking about homeschooling and i was like i don't homeschool my kids and they're all perfectly fine it's like they're not being negatively influenced by the public school system like i spend time with my kids and and he goes the two hours you spend a day with your kids isn't going to make up for the six, seven hours they spend at school. I'm like, what awful fucking parent is only spending two hours a day with their kid? It's like, are you are you serious? If that's all the time you spend with your kid is two hours a day, yeah, you deserve to lose them to the regime. Like you have, you are not, and that's that's the problem. Is these parents these days want the school? They want the daycare they want some literally anybody else to raise their kids for them and take that responsibility off their shoulders and that's not being a parent being a parent is being actively engaged in your kids from the time they get up to the time they go to bed every fucking day regardless of how tired you are how busy you are and making sure that they are getting the education they need to be successful adults from you and not relying on it to come from somewhere else that like I text my kids from the time they get up in the morning to the time they go to bed at night. We talk all day. Anytime they're with me, we are we spend our you know time together. I try to make sure I carve out time to do shit like this during the day when they're not home so that when I do have them, we are together and we're doing shit. Like be an active influence in your lo- kids' lives and don't allow the regime to steal them from you. If you lost your kid to some public school, it's because you fucking sucked as a parent. It wasn't because the school stole them from you. Sorry, that's my that's my tirade. No, that's that's very well said. Very well said. And yeah, you it's more important now than ever. Like I've never seen such a strong campaign to influence kids in such a fucked up direction, too. It's like you've seen some of these videos maybe around Twitter of like these kids that are getting like uh, hormone blockers and stuff like that. It's just so fucking sick what they're doing to them, man. These kids have no idea. They're fucking five years old, eight years old. No idea what's going on. It's it's despicable. And uh, yeah, you have to like actively. I I think if, if I had a kid like every day after, I'd be like, what did you learn in school today? Like, tell, like, walk me through your day. I need to know everything that they were telling you so that I can figure out uh, what I need to counteract and uh, what direction they're trying to lead you down. Like, they, like you're right, they have tipped their hand uh, way too far. And that's like, you kind of let, if you have a known enemy, you kind of let them, uh, you give them enough slack to tip their hand to see where they're trying to go so that you know which direction to take so that you don't end up there. You know what I mean? It's like, they're, they're clearly leading us down this path now. Why are they doing that? And how can I counteract it? And yeah, you gotta be really vigilant about it. Cause the, one of my favorite people to talk to is Don the pleb and his signature phrase at the end of every episode of his show that he's ever done is fight the left. Like your life depends on it because it does like that is you have to be vigilant and especially with the way this regime is pushing this insane shit. Yeah. Yeah. On paper, if you just wrote up everything they've done over the last six, eight months, you would think we're talking about a completely different country. Like one of the ones that they demonize as being undemocratic, like Russia or something like that. It it would be a hilarious experiment to just, exclude the names, exclude the parties and everything. Just like this, 
you know, this guy was charged with this and blah, 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 blah. And this is what happened to him. Which country do you think this is? And it's always the fucking U.S. It would be very, very revealing. But anyway, we are way over time. Uh, <laughs> it's time to get this uh, weekend party started. Have fun uh, hunting and drinking bourbon. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to try to get a beach walk in here before it's it starts raining. But uh, follow us on Twitter. I'll link to everything in the description of the show. We'll be back on Tuesday. You can do all that for us. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.